Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey everyone, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team is plowing along with the Next Generation Season 1. I know, I know, it gets better. Uh, <laughs> with uh, Season 1, Episode 2, The Naked Now, and uh, Code of Honor, Season 1, Episode 3. Uh, I like how you you were sad on the 3, but not on the Code of Honor yeah, part there. Yeah, I, I tried <laughs> to keep it together. <laughs> I tried to keep it together. You have some very specific thoughts about Code of Honor, but let's save I that until after that. the commercial break, because... Uh, there is a weird correlation. So we have the very second episode, and it's good in... It's uh, good. It's better than average for this season, but only in retrospect. It's a weirdly baffling episode to do second week out of the gate because everybody's playing against type. And I'm like, I don't know what these types are yet. I mean, Mm -hmm. I do because I love these people and they are my friends. (laughs) But I don't know them yet. They don't know each other yet. Yeah. Which brings me to the the revelation I had in this this screening of this episode. There's a there's an exchange between Riker and Dr. Crusher where they're talking about the infection spreading throughout the ship. And he's like, whatever this is, we need to figure this out. And I'm like, Will and Beverly have been boning since Farpoint. I will not be accepting questions at this time. <laughs> they're keeping on the DL. They both have emotional entanglements with other members of the crew. It's but, strictly a friends with Benny's situation. Yeah, but but he he's a handsome gallant, and, <laughs> and she is a bonnie lass. And, and between and, episodes, we had established as Riker eventually becomes um, a nice king fuckboy. Right. You know, he's just like fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. <laughs> for I, years, I will, I've been. I will jump on this for you. Baffled that they never even tried to get together because they would make beautiful babies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now I they did. And they got what they needed, and they moved on. Yeah. I, that, that, I, I'm, I'm good with this episode now. I, I, accept, I, I accept this reading. Yeah, I like this episode, but this was very, um, it is weird for a second one out of the gate. Yeah. Um, I, the way I liked it is a very specific uh, emotion. I liked it for fanfic reasons. I was like, oh, you're giving me some juicy tidbits. If I wanted to write Stargate Next Generation fanfic, um, this is where I would start. I would, I would take this, and this is, like, me, sex pollen territory. Right. Like, you know, like, I would run full full tilt at the TV with this. Um, but that's not everyone's thing. Yeah, so. and, and the only counterpoint to that is, like, yes, it, I'm not, I'm taking it as headcanon that uh, Riker and, and uh, Crusher knocked Com Badgers together. And, <laughs> but... So they left their uniforms on, is what you're telling me. No, they just left left the comm badges on. (laughs) Are they sticky? There could be emergency situations. Just because the boner doesn't mean that the crystalline entity doesn't pop up out of nowhere. We have exactly seven minutes until shift change. Let's just knock one out. (laughs) Uh, But it's very explicit in uh, Yar and Data. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, real quick, I, I wanted to. I didn't want to jump off on this, but we're here now. So. Yeah. Why is she wet? That's an excellent question. <laughs> like, is this like a, is this was like a, a late 80s, early 90s thing? Because like her hair is full wet. She like just. She I fell into Lake Holodeck just like Wesley did. <laughs> I was just like, I had just finished watching another show um, where they made jokes about Arwen being a wet elf. And I just, I kept. <laughs> so, there's a long thing about that. Anyway. um, And I was just like. What? Why is she? She's like a wet elf. Like, what's happening? <laughs> anyway, she I don't was know that we completely I... figured out hair in the '90s. It was, you know, too greasy or not yeah. greasy enough. Or and I get like she didn't have a lot of hair to work with. Like I, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, I. Mm, it was very distracting. <laughs> it was very distracting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree just a with costume. That. I mean, honestly, there was nothing bad in that scene other than it was a costume choice that I apparently could not agree with. At, like, like from a from an intrinsic physical level, could not agree with it. See, I was allergic to that costume choice. It, it is 
very explicit that Yarn data boned. Mm-hmm. And um, that it's the last time for several years that Data gets to have sex because Aww, <laughs> in one of the next gen movies, somebody asks him, like, have you ever experienced physical pleasure as an android? And he's like, yes, but it was seven years. And, and all the Trekkies are doing exactly the math. Like, like, it was with Yar! That <laughs> <laughs> was in that episode! Oh, that's so sad because I'm pretty sure she just used them as like a really fancy dildo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel God. like somebody, somebody <laughs> asked in this episode, like, yeah. Do androids have dicks? Right. Like, that was the question that somebody on the crew asked, and they're like, let's just build an episode around that, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Does Data fuck? Oh, he can fuck. Let's, let's yeah. answer that question out of the gate so the fans aren't wondering. But I think this leads <laughs> to... This one for those moms and, that got Star Trek going. An important, possibly inappropriate philosophical question, because a lot, large part of Data's storyline is the question of whether or not he is sentient or just a machine that can mimic human behavior. Mm. Is a dildo still a dildo if it's sentient? <laughs> oh, oh, um, no, no, it is, it is, okay. has its own, um, no, I'm like, I'm like, I, I, no, I jumped straight into actual philosopher errors. <laughs> and like, I'm answering this honestly, as soon as anything, a tree, a fucking table gains sentience, it is, um, a person. It thinks it's therefore a, it's, it is. It's a non-human yeah. person. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I would say for sure, I, I, now the question is, does Data have actual sentience? That's a whole different thing. But if he does, if yeah. it's established that he does, he's a non-human person. There's going to be a whole episode There's, about there's whole episodes <laughs> yeah. and plot lines yeah. However, re- reckoning with that this, question. Yeah. This time, I think Yar specifically is just, attracted to him for the fact right. that I don't think she fully believes he's a person. Let, let, let's make it specific hmm. to this situation. Because at the end, she feels super awkward about it. Right. So could she be viewing him just as a complicated dildo and then feel awkward about it? I think she's on the fence because also this was like drunk brain versus sober brain. Sure. So when people are drunk, they show who they really are. Yeah. It, but that's also sometimes not fair because it could be that you don't get to see them in their journey. You just mm. see them in a... So it could be that she is working towards... Honestly, she's got a whole lot of misandry kind of, it seems like, that she's working through. For good reason, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, but a lot of trauma there. Lot, there's a lot of trauma. I totally... Like, I'm like, I understand you, girl. Uh, but I think in this moment, she like especially when she's drunk, she's still not sure, and so she's like kind of leaning into that, going like, "You're not really actually a person, so I'm safe with you. I can be vulnerable with with you, right. you know, because you're basically just a dildo." And then when she sobers up, she realizes like that was wrong. Like actually, he is he is more of a person. Like, uh, and then I think you know that kind of weird where she's just like, "I have to fix this. Oh no, this never happened." I mean, I think uh, this this scene says more about her than it does Data. I just feel yeah. bad for Data because Data was probably like, "Oh, they liked me, and then they didn't like me." <laughs> but I think he always carries that with him, like through the whole show. Like mm-hmm. Tasha meant more to him, I think, than even yes, like yeah. Jordy, exactly. who he forms a really great friendship with, and, I think and he all likes that. Her. Like, I think he I, legit yeah, likes he Tasha. there. There's and so I'd love to, you know. They never really kind of explore, you know, is the android capable of love? I mean, well, I guess they kind of do. But, like, I think he always cared about her more than more than others in his android way. Yeah, in his android way in the sense that he, I think he didn't expect to have that kind of a theoretical connection with a person. Mm-hmm. And he fi- it's more intriguing necessarily than it is... Right. Than it is an emotion. Because he just yeah. does not have those emotions. He does not feel the love. But he is fascinated yeah. by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which honestly uh, says something to his sentience. Yeah. The fact that, like, out of all the people, he becomes fascinated by this one person. Like, that's really not that dissimilar from how humans interact. Right. Sometimes we're, like, out of this whole crowd. I don't know. I think I just like this one. You know? Like, <laughs> all right. Let's try this out. You know? We were like... They fascinate me. They're interesting. You know that I that's that says something to the fact that he is more human than he realizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Then there's the moment where Picard and Crusher almost do it, and I'm like, <laughs> it's as close as they get to requiting it in 35 years. I so it's never going to get better than this. So weirded out by myself because I don't usually do head chips. 
Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god, an actual, like, a lady type who says she's a lady type and a dude type who says he's a dude type and they're, like, banging. Anyway, sorry. This is weird for me. This is a, this is a personal journey I'm going on right now with you, the audience. Um, yeah, anyway, so, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I no, I'm I'm no stranger to heteroships, which is very interesting for how gay I am. Right, um, right, yeah. I I love my heteroships. I don't. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> so I saw this and I was like, well, of course they're together. Like, of course, yeah. right? Or they want to be together. Right. They yeah. can't because there's some awkwardness there. Like, your dead husband was my best friend. That yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, that and we work together, yeah. and I am the captain. And, it's like yeah. when you meet somebody when you meet your boyfriend's like roommate mm-hmm. and then you're like then you break up but then you're like okay but i kind of like their roommate i have been there that's real that's a real hard needle to thread the you know out is like, always hard. it's always <laughs> yeah. it's always gonna be awkward um the best bet is wait for one of them to graduate <laughs> <laughs> to be like get a new apartment figure that out later but it speaks, like, you've got two really good actors in these roles. So you've got Dr. Crusher and Picard, like, trying, like, they want to. Every scene they're playing together in this, you're, you're like, just do it. Just do it. But they are trying. And, and they're so adorable. Yeah. Like, the whole time. He's like, also... Dr. Beverly. <laughs> you will refer to me as Captain. You refer to me as Beverly. That's right, I did. Which shows <laughs> to right. me that he's still got... A semblance of control over yeah. what's happening to yes. them because otherwise he would have been on it. Right, right. <laughs> or she would have been like, Let, we're doing this now. Let's they were go. clocked in. Right, that's it. If yeah. they were off duty and this wasn't an yes. emergency, they would have banged six times Sunday. <laughs> there wasn't a power disparity. He yeah. is so oh, yeah. aware that I am the captain and that is a position of authority and I can't. Yeah. If this was a visiting yeah. ship and she wasn't under his command, oh, that yeah. would have happened. Because it'd be like, hey, cool, doctor on another ship. Mm-hmm. I don't actually have any direct superiority over Maybe you. Maybe that's why I do appreciate the fact that she's the doctor. Because she can take some, like, control yeah. of, in a situation if she has to over him. The one person so they're the two that are the most closely right. matched on that yeah. ship. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the, the book that I, I read to you recently, it, it, part of it takes place in an alternate universe where Picard's the first officer of the oh, Enterprise, and he and Crusher immediately go to it. Like, like, like yeah. it's, no problems across the board. Yeah. Point, hard point, just a minute. <laughs> be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I so about them, but not necessarily their ship. Uh, first of all, he skips. I thought that was adorable, Wasn't and it though. said a lot about <laughs> his character, about the fact that he was so happy. He literally did a little hop, and I was like. And the little uh, wave he gives her when she's leaving. And then he was like, okay. Drunk Picard um, is very fun. Yes. I like him. Beverly <laughs> took that hair clip out of her fucking hair yeah, three did. times. And she kept like, she, and, and I get it, because it's like, I've been that awkward drunk with the whole like, oh man, I'm a drunk. Okay, ooh, yeah, oh, he's there. Ooh, he's pretty in a way that I wasn't prepared for this drunk okay hair clip no hair clip hair clip no hair what am i doing with this this should go back in my nope this should come out of my hair <laughs> and then she's like i made a vaccine and i'm gonna test it <laughs> i don't yeah, really I want to i kind of want to see this play out <laughs> i'd be like i was gonna do my job because i'm a professional <laughs> even drunk even drunk, drunk professional even, even when she's fucking drunk and hammered i mean uh also, I don't think Bones was on top of his game you know, in, sober. in the way <laughs> that in the way that she is in this no. episode. Yeah, <laughs> she remembers what sobriety is, so she kind of knows like what she's supposed to be doing. First of all, Riker has chest hair. We see that for the first time in this mm. episode because yep. I was very distracted by it and had to pause. <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks like a guy that would have chest hair. Oh, I mean, it was up here. It was like right here under his Adam apple. I'm like, boy, do you have to shave? Like, you're co- nothing. He's gonna, unless he's gonna wear like that Shakespearean big fluffy collar. I don't see how he would hide it. Um, I wrote, legitimately wrote, Wes, you little shit, you drunken baby. I wrote, what a precious little boy Wesley is. What an imp. Dessert courses. That's his evil plan. (laughs) I did like it, though, because, like, 
I don't know what his age is, but he's clearly young-ish. Like, 14. 14, like, 15. He's, not, he's yeah. not like yeah. a, oh, I'm a child, but I'm really a precocious 17 that could totally be... <laughs> he's like, he's a young kid. Yeah. He's he's drunk. He's never been drunk before, obviously. And then he's just like, oh, I get to do all the things I ever wanted to. Um, I don't know. I, I did like it as much as it, he was, like, weirdly the antagonist in this. Yeah. Other than the virus drunken thing. But yeah, I like the little computer chip game. Mm-hmm. Where, and it, Wesley was just sort of like, how'd Data do it? And they're like, huh? and he's just like, All he's right. an android. He can do things really fast. And they're like, Data, we, well, this is really important. And then he was just like, it's a game. See if you can beat it. <laughs> and he's like, yes. <laughs> I have a question. And, and maybe I missed something in the episode. Was Data actually affected by this? Or was he just mimicking the fact that every all the humans were acting like this? I think, well, he was. Because there's that little shot where he, like, re- he does the little pratfall. Like, if he's pretending, yeah. he's he's a little too committed to the bit for a crisis situation. True, true. Because yeah. usually, like, Data will get into these little whimsy uh, yeah. states, but when something, when shit's going down, it's like, okay, here, take my Sherlock Holmes cap. I'm not doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, that's true, because yeah. there were times that I was like, I wondered if he was just playing along, because right. that's what everyone else was doing. He was convincing in his words, but also, like, I don't think he's incapable of lying. Yeah, like, yeah. he could have been acting. Yeah. <laughs> or experimenting. Or experimenting, yeah. yeah. But given that, like, they were going to be blown up, he usually like was like, "There's a time for whimsy and there's a time for putting the chips back in the <laughs> yeah. computer." And he did do it really fast. Yes, you know? Brett Spiner, that fucking slapstick, like yeah. just wandering, <laughs> kind of wobbling around. Like everyone else was pretending to wobble. I think the the next person who got good at it was Gates. Mm-hmm. Well, well, she had a lot of like languidly leaning over yeah. stuff, and he was just like, "Let's just slapstick this up." I'm and drunk. and <laughs> that comes from their background. Brett Spiner is more of a stage comedian. He like okay. his big hero would be um, Stan Laurel and or Laurel okay. and Hardy oh, and, okay. and Buster Keaton. And <gasps> that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. It reminded me of Buster Keaton. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Gates McFadden is a dancer by trade. Mm-hmm. She oh, coordinated right. all of the the dance numbers in Labyrinth. She was big involved uh, in the Muppet serious? Studios, hmm. and oh. yeah, she, like her first on screen credit was Muppet's Take Manhattan. She was actually in that. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. But like, she did the dance things in Labyrinth. She was heavily involved in Labyrinth. I can't remember. And she is a choreographer by trade. Okay. Okay. If you talk to her, she'd probably say choreographer first, performer second. Okay. uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I think that's right. Okay. That would would explain some things on her body movement for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's in control of her body in a way that I think a lot of actors aren't. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, I mean, and that's why they she say, like, this the, <laughs> the best actors have a lot of dance background is because it helps them learn how to move their muscles better. Um, yeah, anyway. I also Hugh think uh, comedians yeah. can make really good dramatic actors. Yes. Because they are really clued into emotion. It, and it yeah. doesn't really work it the other work way the other around. Way around. It's yeah. one of the reasons why whenever Scarlett Johansson, even though I, I do, I have mixed feelings about her now, but I used to really like her. She's terrible on SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't know how to make fun of herself. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, like uh, Molly McShannon, or Mo- Molly Shannon, um, Kate McKinnon, like, have been in some of the most serious roles I've seen. I'm just like, fuck, they're really good at this. Jim Carrey. Like, he, I, some, of his, serious... some of his stuff makes me a little uncomfortable. Some of his comedy makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. To be like, okay, that was a little funny, and I feel like I shouldn't have laughed at that. But <laughs> right, like, right. um, uh, oh fuck, the Truman Show. Yes, mm-hmm. That's, yes. That movie's, that movie's he, legit. Yeah, comedians will devastate you. Will yeah. Ferrell in Stranger Than Fiction. Yes, like I'm not a huge I Will Ferrell fan, like but that movie baby. he was so good. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's played some very serious parts before. Mm-hmm. You're like. Oh shit, it's Will Ferrell. Uh, Robin with Robin Williams, Williams yeah. 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 Uh, when he turns on the drama. Yeah. What dreams mm-hmm. may come? Um, I was thinking uh, Dead Poet Society mm-hmm. and um, a couple of scenes in Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, he, yeah. he handles, like, the, yeah. the stress of of the divorce. Like, when he's mm-hmm. out of the Doubtfire yes. um, persona, mm-hmm. he handles, like, the stress of that as an actor very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's really hard to, like, get in, get to that part. Bicentennial yeah. Man. Right. She was director of choreography and puppet movement for both Labyrinth and The Muppets Take Manhattan. Nice. 
nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. That explains some things. Well, that hits us <laughs> at our commercial break. We, we, hit a, we hit a lull there. Uh, so we'll go do that. Let's. Polywater intoxication. For when the party needs to get started, even if you're an android. Polywater intoxication. Chances are, you have it already. Uh, messages of social enlightenment. Water is life. Water Black, is life. Black lives matter. Yeah. Polywater is not life. Right. Yeah. Semblance of life that's quickly becomes an mm-hmm. unsemblance of Enjoy life. Enjoy polywater responsibly. Yes. I'll add that back in yeah. the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drink responsibly. There you go. Use recreational drugs responsibly. Yeah. Be responsible. Also also that. <laughs> hey, to, uh, to yourself and to others. Yeah. Um, yeah. Work on building up your kindness. Mm. Just like in general. Yeah. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. Like make time for self-care yeah. and shit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Trans lives matter. Hell yeah. Yeah. Stop Asian hate. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Wear your seatbelt. I think kind of lot works its way back into self-care. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Normalize identifying pronouns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, sure, yeah. every goddamn time I'm on Zoom, I'm like, he, him, is. He, him, is. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody else is. I'm like, yeah, you can literally put it in parentheses after your name. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, the library's working on adding pro- pronouns yeah. into Sierra, so we can, uh, yeah. yeah. Nice. And when people identify their pronouns, use, use them. them. Yeah. yeah. It's actually yeah. less energy to be respectful and kind to people than it takes yeah. to, like, be rude to someone. Like, I don't get it. Like, I... why expend the energy to yeah. go out of your way to just be a dick when you could not be a dick and then I think it's the only great. thing they know how to do. It's the only pathway they know how to yeah. take no matter how hard it is. They're like, that's the only one I know. And I'm like, forge a new path. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know. What do you, if you think that, that person you... needs to do some work. Yeah, <laughs> Figure sure. out why they do that. Yeah, I don't know why you're trudging through these weeds when there's a perfectly good sidewalk right here. <laughs> If you think you don't have to do any work, I'm here to tell you you do. Yeah. And that's everybody. There's no exceptions mm-hmm. to that one. Yeah. yeah. You arrive at your destination when you're dead. So okay. And even then, there's probably room to work with there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the journey is long. Yes. And don't make me fucking quote Robert Frost here. <laughs> like... I don't have, like, a short, cute way of saying it, but, like... It's okay to change your mind with new information. Like, yeah. like changing your mind or or doing something different isn't an affront to your personality or the very yeah. core of your being. It's like, oh, I got new information. Or, hey, mm-hmm. I just learned that when I do this, it hurts people, so I should stop doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's okay. It does not make you a bad person. It makes you a better person. Yeah, always yeah. be growing. Yeah. 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 But some people, it's like an affront to their the core of who yeah. they are if they yeah. think oh I was wrong I'm like no you were just wrong change it move People forward wrong all the time like it's fine I'm wrong cool. a lot yeah. <laughs> any other messages of social enlightenment I have a request a request I like yeah. how you raised um, your hand yeah, yeah we're gonna end all of these <laughs> yeah. messages of social enlightenment in this auditory format I'm doing a very visual cue don't hire scabs well I mean it's hard for the regular person to do this. Have you heard about what happened on the set of Rust? I have. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unions are important. Unions are important, and yes. listen to them. It was the replacements who did it. Yeah. Uh, Cutting corners is usually uh, yeah. not a good I thing. I mean, and here we have a really clear, cut and dry situation of it will get people killed. Right. You had a very specific, highly technical job. It may not have seemed so, but you had fucking guns on set. You have an actual armorer. You do not hire. Uh, whoever they did, a non-union member who may or may not have the experience or training necessary to know how to handle that firearm safely, and they clearly didn't because a woman is now dead. Yep. I mean, she she was the director of cinematography, like, she was an up-and-coming, you know, mm-hmm. going to be, the, the films that she had worked on were fantastic, and she only had everywhere to go mm-hmm. but up, or, or she had only upwards to go, and like, she's dead. More industries should be unionized. Mm-hmm. Yes. It yes. does not hurt. Right. Uh, that is a myth perpetuated by capitalism. Uh, capitalism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck capitalism. No, yeah. seriously. Uh, it is killing 
well, the planet. But capitalism yeah. would even be better with unionization. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about trickle-down economics, like, okay, union wages pay higher. Mm, yeah. So then you have a larger customer base that has more buying power. Right. Hey, why don't you go make some money from those fuckers, fuckers? Late-stage capitalism can't accept that because they're like, oh, only I'm allowed to have money. Right. You're like, oh, you'll only allow yourself to have money right until there's no money left. Right. Yeah. <laughs> money is fake anyways. Well, yeah, it's you can't eat it. Yeah. You can yeah. just make up well, a currency. It's not very and nutritious. You can eat treasury notes. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's not very nutritious, though. Also, cryptocurrency is not good for the planet. It, like, wastes a lot of energy to, mm-hmm. like, mine it or whatever. Yeah. And, like, it's really bad. So don't do not do that either. Have you ever had an old <laughs> laptop where, like, you tried to, like, boot up, like, a game? You were like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm going to play Knox again. Because that was, like, a 90s game and I'm a child. <laughs> um, and then and that fan was really loud. Mm-hmm that that's basically all a cryptocurrency mining yeah it's just that but approximately 300 acres um usually somewhere in a non-extradition treaty country where they had to plow a bunch of rainforest trees so server farms yeah 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 no it's terrifying and also it's all deregulated so you're gonna lose your money yeah (laughs) yeah 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 it turns out regulation uh is there to protect you for yeah didn't that that the, the, there's this therapist guy on uh, the only murders in the building. At one point, wasn't yes. he like, "I accept cryptocurrency now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys gotta watch. This. I know. So I'm like, Ugh. I want to talk to you about it. Also, um, NFTs are a really good ridiculous, litmus, a really good litmus test of who actually cares about art and who just wants cash. If you enjoy the uh, vibration noises that come out of our face holes, uh, you might also enjoy as the myth turns. With your cultural interns. Eris. And Z. Interns, because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Uh, they are wrapping up their episodes. We have wrapped on the show. It's just a matter of getting them out to you. Uh, they'll the All the episodes will be available on PartyApocalypse.com for eternity. So if you have not listened to As the Myth Turns yet, you can listen to it maybe not quite in its entirety yet, but... It will be shortly, if not now, by the yeah. time you're listening to this Yes. One. Uh, the... Yeah, and PartyApocalypse.com has lots of other just neato stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Books, blogs, and movie reviews, and the fourth wall in its entirety. There is a new book. If any of these stories goes over 1,000 words, this entire book will explode. If you ask me why I named the book that long, I don't honestly know. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a good idea. That it did. <laughs> also, we'll have a new book, The Once and Future Orson Welles, coming out by the end of the year. Don't have a firm, like, circle on the calendar kind of date, but it'll be coming... November or December is what I'll cautiously say. Eris, you have a Twitch. I do. You can find me at Eris O'Reilly, although I will caution you if you're listening to this show as it is coming out, I am probably on hiatus because it will be November and November is NaNoWriMo, which I do every year and I will be spending all of my creative and brain jelly juices on that. So I will I will be gone. So I'll, I'll catch you in December. Z. Yes. I just wish there was like some kind of website that was like YouTube, but it was shorter. Do you have anything in that arena? Um, yeah. Let me think. Um, okay, okay. Um, no. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, you say? I've heard of that. Is it a website about clocks? It's not. Oh, well then I've become less interested. <laughs> but go on. All right. Well. <laughs> TikTok about a clock. Reel back back in. <laughs> I yes, I have a TikTok. It's at underscore. It's just Z underscore. I do videos and things and try to make people laugh. And you do that very well. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. We were laughing about yours during the last episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love Think about that song again. <laughs> <laughs> Love of my life. Do you have anything to plug? Um, no. <laughs> Ask and answered. Go register to vote. Yay! <laughs> and with that, we'll go back to our episode. Here's the good news. Tell me the good news, Mac. <laughs> this is their worst episode. Okay. Code of Honor. Yes. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. It's boring. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Racist. Yep. Yeah. The hat trick. The trifecta, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't even the people who were involved in it 
realize how bad it was. It is the least favorite episode of many of uh, your Next Generation pals. Michael Dorn is not actually in the episode, but uh, I think during a just con... flat out was like, no. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not missing much. <laughs> Dorn referred to this episode as the worst episode of Star Trek ever filmed. Uh, to agreement from the rest of the cast and the crowd, uh, Lavar Le- Burton has often said he was not proud of the episode. Uh, Brent Spiner regarded this as the worst episode we ever, ever did. He said it was an inadvertently racist episode. I think you can cut one word out of that description. <laughs> Willa Wheaton, uh, if the cast wasn't arbitrarily uh, decided to be African-American, the idea of the episode being racist or non-racist wouldn't have been an issue, but it is, so it is. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Jonathan Franks referred to the episode as a racist piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. He's good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, yeah. Believe uh, it or not, guy, I, I like it. <laughs> I like his voice too. He's oh, got a good God, voice. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. can't lie about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. CJ listens to him a lot. I find it very strange that it's him that I, CJ will watch YouTube clips of Believe It or Not with Jonathan oh, sure. Frakes yeah, and just great. watch only the Jonathan Frakes parts. <laughs> like, they'll do super cuts of it. Yeah. Which are yeah. really he, great. He will not watch, like, if Jonathan Frakes is not centered on the camera, mm-hmm. he won't watch it. The, he bought me a, uh, I did. you did, um, a cameo ah. from Jonathan Frakes ah. one time. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it was great. We kind of discussed it, but we're going to discuss it again. Yes, we are. On on the episode. Yes. Um, So this episode, to me, I'll I'll press it for this. this. The very first line I wrote about it, because it was like right after uh, the dude, Lutan, kidnaps uh, Natasha Yar. um, I wrote, some rapey fuckery is about to go down, huh? Um, And then I immediately dawned on me, oh, I've seen this episode before. It is the second episode of Stargate SG-1, literally episode number two. You're referring to Emancipation. Yes. Is the title of that Is the episode. title of that one. They were both written by the same person. Yeah, because it is point for point the same <laughs> fucking episode, yep. just with different sci-fi nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, weirdly enough, I will give the Code of Honor this. It was not as rapey as Emancipation was. Emancipation was very rapey. This, this, this came first, been, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. This could have been a lot. That's a weird direction to take it because Emancipation yeah. was equally racist. <laughs> they just made it worse. Yeah. By, yeah, yeah. Just mixing that misogynistic rape in. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not good. It's uh, it's really bad. It's it's bad. And so we've, we're three episodes in. I think people would have been perfectly reasonable to cancel the show at this point. Yeah. If they didn't know that it, like, well, it wasn't going to be this forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, and you didn't. The thing is, they spent a lot of money on this. And Paramount's money exclusively was tied up into this because this was the first big budget syndicated show. They owned the show. It never went to a network. They just They just raked in all the money. And so they spend all this money on sets and they're like we're definitely going to give this at least a year because we gotta yeah. get something out of we're it we're not canceling this after three weeks yeah. even though the show is get that uh, tied money back <laughs> yeah. the show is a little stinky a little stinky yeah. this episode in particular is very bad it's a bad bad yeah. bad episode yeah. it's bad there are so many writing choices yeah that uh, we're taking I'm going to take past uh, our passive voice that like my brain can't even latch on to the biggest ones like the biggest fixes because the biggest fixes scrap it and rewrite it like do something else yeah so like conceptually not a great place right yeah they should have been at the out of the gate they should have been like maybe let's not do this not a great idea so like instead my brain is like latching on to like little fixes that won't make the show better i think it will just make me temporarily happier like when the uh Yarina, the wife, the first right. wife or first whatever, wife, yeah. is like every woman loves Lutan. Natasha Yar can should have just fucking laughed. I mean, like, not this woman. <laughs> I mean, because like, I mean, I I get that frame mindset that they were going for the whole like, of course he's got everything. Why wouldn't you already be in love with him? Because like, that's her only world schema. But like. You could have had the fucking sci-fi nerd character come, like, not me. <laughs> Be like, there are more attitudes and perceptions out there, my lady. Would you like to see some? This android over here is more my type. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I'm, could have been anything else. Could have been a different person. Could have been like, haha, I'm a lesbian. I don't even like dudes. I mean, like, they could have had... 
But they did it. And instead they had Natasha Yar, who already in the previous episode had already established the fact that she was like, I have a weird relationship with men because I grew up on a planet with rape gangs. Hooray. So like you could have had her do anything else other than like, I guess he's pretty. Right. And then I they, they feel already... like they're super forcing her heteroness. Yes. Yeah. Like she seems very gay. I wanted her to laugh and go, like, lady, I don't even like dick. Like I wanted her to say yeah. something. Let me make, I, nice it. Make it better for the I sensors. tried robot dick and yeah, that's what I'm looking forward like, to. I don't like ladies. I'm more interested in being your wife, honey. Like she yeah. could have said anything else. Um, but instead it was like, Tee I guess he's bit I'm like he acknowledged me as a human woman and I guess I want to do the nasty with him. I'm like, I just, oh, God. Bad. Yeah. And like I said, like, the, of, all, of all the terrible things that happened in this episode, <laughs> I know my brain is latching into a small one. I feel like but... something they could have done that would have, like, I mean, probably couldn't have done it in 1987, but, like... That maybe would have, like, so, so the whole thing is, is that, like, you're, the the women have all the land, and they choose the, you could have had this as a matriarchal society. I know. And had the lady cut kidnap Tasha Yar, and, like, it could have been a whole different thing, or, like, hey, this is a strong lady, we need her in our society. Yeah. Um, but no, instead, you went the misogynistic and the racist route, and And you also insulted the Chinese in there, too, and the French, and I don't remember why I wrote that, but, like, like, it's like, how many groups can we just offend in this one Because Dada was just like, oh, yeah, the American Indians doing the counting coup. Oh, yes, Native American. This, like, them down too. <laughs> ancient language called French, you may have heard of it, and Jean-Luc Picard was just like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he is the most British Frenchman that ever lived. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I have a theory about that, but yeah, in the future, you know, like, like France has, like, taken over the, you know, Britain, what used to be Britain, okay. and so he could right. be... Mm. You know, have a very British accent, but be a French citizen or something. All right, full circle. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I yeah. actually as a French for like was, a the French thing, was just laying in wait, and they're like, "Okay, bitches, now it's right. our turn." Be like, "All right, we got you once before. We can get you again." Well, because we the, changed your language entirely once before. We'll the, do it again. The, the the president of Earth lives in France, right? Yes. Maybe maybe France has sort of taken over the world in the future. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Starfleet headquarters is in San Francisco, and but the uh, the headquarters of the Federation and the, and the Council is in Paris. Yeah. Anyways, that's off topic. But yeah, like there, there's Trek a lot of things they could have like written I mean, to like they have made pretty it pretty heavy power in better. The and so, you, know, all right. you know they they. They have other episodes that are about matriarchal societies and, right. and stuff. And I was like, so you're not afraid to go there. Right, yeah. But instead you decided to make it as bad as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and they have like this like bullshit reason of the whole like, oh yeah, they're like a proud species or whatever, which is like really similar to humans or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. That means nothing. So you yeah. can take it in any direction you want. <laughs> You know, like, and they they went with like this hodgepodge of random bullshit, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not At the fan. end, though, I I wrote he with the prettiest necklace gets to rule all the land because she like gives the, her <laughs> right. new husband the very the like necklace. Little Mermaid, and he's like, "You shall be my number two. <laughs> and I wrote, "Take your place, poop husband." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like the weird. I not I like is a strong word. The very end with the like you know, and he takes his place and he takes his place calmly. Yeah. And then he like turns back to Picard and does that last little dig of um, be like it, it, this is how a civilized race reacts or whatever kind of or honorable. Yeah. I can't remember exactly how he he phrased it. Um, and of course he says it to Picard, who like if, if Picard is anything, if not like. I'm together. I'm with it. I do not raise my voice. Like he's like, I am very proper. Excuse me. Um, I like the fact that like, no, he didn't throw a fit. He was like, all right, I got to be husband number two. All right, because it's like this is, I'm being honorable. I guess there was a lot of vaccine talk and the importance of vaccine mm. in yes. both episodes. That's yes. true. Mm-hmm. I, I, I give that credit. I did like Doctor Crusher's like. When does my thick skin set in because it hasn't happened yet. I liked that. I did like that. 
I, I, for, for Worf not being in this episode, I felt like we definitely could have used a Klingon. Somebody who mm. comes from a very right. proud right. and honorable culture. Who Worf? could, like, take him to task. Like, yeah. this is not this is honorable, not honor. sir. You want to yes. talk about yeah. honor? Let's yeah. talk about, he just, like, literally pulls up his chair. He, he gets yeah. a chair from somewhere. He just pulls <laughs> it up and, like, into the fucking, like, transporter bay where they're all hanging up. Like, you want to talk about honor? Like, we, I got this. Yeah, we obtain honor in battle, not from conquesting of women. Yeah, me look. Yeah, it's like this is unfair. She can't even put up a fight. Give her a weapon, you coward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I felt like it was he was a weird omission for for this was. episode. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he should have been at the forefront, going like, okay, one honor bound society to another. Like we speak the same. You know, yeah. like I'll like let's handle this. Okay. What do you need? And how do I get it to you without any of us losing face? Got it. Perfect. Unless we forget from our, in one. <laughs> unless we forget from our last episode, Klingon women have agency. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, they do. I can't wait to see more of the Klingons. Like, now we've gotten past the whole, like, yeah. do he... Swarthy bad men. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally had very, like, oh, those... I don't know what they were going... The Moors in Spain? The Ottoman Turks? So, yeah. Weird. Yeah, a little bit of like, that. Like, if you want to, like, okay, let's pretend it's space, but also the Crusades. Like, <laughs> like Huns or something in a bad yeah, B movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then now they're going, like, oh, no, like, well, kind of like, yeah, the original series, the, some of the best parts are when they're fleshing out the Vulcan culture mm-hmm. for yeah. us. So once once Klingons start to have actual culture and, mm-hmm. and you know, you understand, I mean, everything's intentional about Worf um, mm-hmm. from, you know, his even costume choices and, mm-hmm. and things. So, you know, once mm-hmm. they really start to get into that kind of stuff, it's... What I, what I really like, it has nothing to do with this episode, but so far we've seen three. Um, so we're, we're working our way through it. What I really like so far is that Worf seems so accepted. He's not the Spock. Mm. He's not the, oh, look at that alien. Right. That's Dan- that's Diana. Like, Diana? Diana. Diana. Diana? 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 That's Troy. Yeah. <laughs> Troy and Data yes. both have that whole, like, other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, and then Worf is just like, I want the crew. Yeah. It's cool. All right, I get to fly the ship. <laughs> and they really... want to join in too. There's like great episodes where, like, you know, Worf's having some Klingon problem over here, and the crew's like, "All right, what do we do? <laughs> are we flying the Kronos? Are we flying the we're flying the homeworld right now? We're going to sort this shit out." <laughs> it's like restore I... your family honor. Restore your family honor. You and me. You and me. <laughs> I appreciate your attitude. I'm loving it. Yeah. I can just FaceTime them. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. No, we're we good. don't need to drive there. My grandma's going to be there. It's going to be really awkward. Yeah. I'll just I'll just call and we'll just sort this out. Me, Thank ma, you. My I honor. love your energy. <laughs> <laughs> should I be a Klingon? I should dress up as a Klingon. I should learn Klingon. But they also approach him as a Klingon. It's yeah. not like you're expected to assimilate into right. this amalgam of Earth culture. Yeah. He is to some degree because his adoptive parents are, well, you'll learn more about that. But like, he, they they accept him as Klingon, and they understand yeah. that his actions and the things he does and says are be you know because he's right. a Klingon, and that's the lens he brings to everything. Yeah. So I appreciate that. That's really cool. he's not even yeah. in this episode, and we're like I, I, yeah, like, I love that the discussion of code of honor <laughs> eventually just became a discussion of Worf, the one character who does not appear. In. <laughs> right. I mean. I don't know if he should because this is kind of a trash hole of an episode. Oh, but at the same time, when you he have, dodged a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> when you have an episode title like Code of Honor, the first You'd thing is like, where are the Klingons? Where are the Klingons? They're like the, the people who practically invented it. Like, come on. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. No, I actually, I really appreciate the fact that they, they accept Worf. Yeah. In a way that like, he's not tokenized or in any way. Like, no. you know, like Spock was kind of tokenized and, and he's just like, yeah, yeah no, it's it's worth. He's gone. He does. He's great. I mean, the only time that Picard calls him out on anything mm-hmm. vaguely Klingonist is like the first episode, and it was only like, "Hey, but you're a Starfleet, yeah, like mm-hmm. officer, so you do have to follow these rules, right? I get you. You're on the like, clock. This is the job, right? Yeah, I'd be like, but I need you to do this. <laughs> um, and, and then he's just like, "Now nah, you're right." <laughs> as much as they accept him though there's a supercut online of, <laughs> I was uh, just thinking about that like no one is disagreed with more on the show than Worf because like Worf will be like I have a suggestion and everybody's like no Mr. Worf and there's a supercut that's like eight minutes long oh, or seven no. seasons of people telling Worf no Oh, poor Worf yeah. just once yes Worf yes <laughs> 
I would be a rabid Klingon. But he keeps coming back. <laughs> he keeps he keeps trying. Chaotic neutral. You're gonna Diet like you're gonna like good. when they when we keep doing Klingon stuff. It's gonna be good. I'm just now I'm making like a D and D character because it's like awesome my thing, yeah. and I'm just like how do I, like yeah I want to build a Klingon chaotic neutral bard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do they have minstrels? They love um, to sing. Yes! Klingon opera Fantastic. is like a big yeah. thing. Yes. Oh, that's yes. right, because they invented Shakespeare. Yes, right. you will yeah. You will see. Yeah. You will see Worf singing in several episodes. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's a new game. I'm sorry, we're scrapping it. <laughs> I know you've spent a long time building your character. We're about to play D&D. Well, they have Star Trek role-playing games. We could do that yes. and actually, yeah, yeah, run that shit. Yeah. yeah. I'd get into that. Yeah. I'll bring that dice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that in. <laughs> Let's just do that on the show. <laughs> you can try it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We, we don't have anything else to talk about this episode. This no, we don't. We are out of time. Fire. It was the 2020 of episodes. <laughs> yeah. True. It's bad. It's bad. It's a bad episode. Everyone agrees that it's bad and that it should feel bad. Yes. Um, so only, we can only go up? We can only, only go up. up. There are there are some sweaty episodes ahead. There there are some not good episodes ahead. There are some episodes that deal with issues that we deal with now that maybe don't deal with them in the most healthy way possible, but they okay. try at mm-hmm. least okay. to some degree. Much they, more than the original series sure. did. It's, oh, it's more it's much more progressing. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. They may but, miss the mark a little bit, but they're trying. We have gone forward. We've also like like from as like a people and a history. We've mm-hmm. gone forward and taken a few steps back and stuff. But like this yeah. is the only like where oh that's racist. Like that's the only episode, this is the only episode where we get to the end yeah. and be like that. There'll be some weird caricatures that are like mm, I'm not so sure about that. And then there's the implication of what the Ferengi mean in a anti-Semitic sort of way. But right. you have to kind of do an extended reading to get yeah. there. But no, this is this is the worst one. Yeah. Okay. There's some weird ones ahead. There's some ones that just don't work ahead. But this There's one. There's some awesome stuff ahead. This is. Too. This is boring and racist. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg hasn't even shown up yet. So I mean, right? I, yeah. Good. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she is awesome. She's awesome. the best counselor next to Troy. I, I'd bartender. say she's better. Than there, there Troy. is such a great. In terms scene. of like actual good advice for right. things, right, right. Well, yeah, I feel. Like I question Troy's counseling abilities beyond the fact that she can like you know sense emotions. Sometimes I feel like my like. No, granted, I've not had actual therapy, but I do feel like like actual therapists like can do it. But but Troy gives me a vibe of like your doctor trying to perform psychoanalysis on you, <laughs> like your medical doctor, bit. and then you go to your bartender, be like, look, you know what you're issue is you got mommy issues okay like so like one of the best scenes in it's gonna be next season wesley has girl trouble and he goes to commander Riker for advice which is a fine route yeah and and the way they solve it is because he's he's not sure how to talk to a girl which is a very like 15 16 year old boy. oh god for sure and, and Riker's like i got you covered <laughs> and guy and guy and sit down and so he and whoopi goldberg play act this flirtation scene <laughs> it's good and it, it's good because <laughs> at one point like wesley tries to ask a question and and uh guy and like shut up kid <laughs> like i'm into this <laughs> i may be 300 years old but i ain't dead yet <laughs> anyway Yay! I'm so excited! Yes. Is that season two? It's season two. Oh, I would have never good, have yeah. put a kid on the ship of, of Jim Kurtz Enterprise. Right. Despite the fact that they tried a couple of times and it never works out well. Well, yeah. I, mean, I trust a child in Charlie, the Charlie, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These, these people. I'm sorry. That, that, was, not race, that, was, yes. that was specious of me. Of these people. Yes. They all mean well, and they want to see everybody do okay. Yeah, they're yeah. they like each other. They're family. They want yeah. they want each other to do well and succeed. They're a good crew. Mm-hmm. They're a good crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody actually wrote a a management book in the voice of Jean Luc Picard, and it's the only management book I will endorse. <laughs> Every other management book is bad. This one's good. <laughs> I wonder how I can convince the librarians to put that book into their management course rotation. Because right now they've been reading some stinkers and I keep laughing at it. <laughs> yes, you should bring, because, I mean, some of them are going to be Trekkies. They'll warm up to it. The library exclusively hires nerds. Yeah. Yeah. It's a library. <laughs> it's not like a football store. 
I had a I, right, yeah. I was in <laughs> trouble two words in that. <laughs> Dick's sporting good. Oh shit, they sell dicks here. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, your away team will continue with uh, Next Generation Season 1 uh, with The Last Outpost, which is the first appearance of the Ferengi. Yay! Okay. Uh, they'll take some time to get set up to where we're okay with them. Okay. <laughs> they are, in these first few episodes, established as like, the new Klingons. Like, ooh, they're scary, they're mysterious. They even uh, mention it in Farpoint. They like, really wanted the antagonist. The, the yeah. Ferengi are coming. And... I really hate that word. I hate that word so much. What? Ferengi. I don't know. It's great. It just grates. Okay. Not very good. This is not going to go well for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's like, the thing. Like, like, some people don't like the word the moist. Words. Like, mm. oh, yeah. I don't know why, but that would... Something about yeah. Ferengi doesn't do it for yeah. you. <laughs> Every once in a while, if I'm not careful, I hear Ferengi, and I think Linguini, and I don't know why my brother's <laughs> like, I, I like the word Linguini. is a good word. It has, a, it has a, like, a, a good uh, mouth feel to it. Yeah. I, that's such a <laughs> bad way to describe that. Well, I'm does, sorry. Linguini. <laughs> and then, uh, also, uh, where no one has gone before, which <laughs> would be uh, season one, episode five. And that is the one where we meet the Traveler, and it's a big Wesley episode, and he becomes even more of a precious little boy. (laughs) Baby. He he baby. He baby. I just want to, like, him and Natasha are both, not together, but, you know, like, Yeah, that's a different thing. We need one boy. Cuckoo, cuckoo, Mrs. Robbins. I want to put blankets around them and then Ah. wrap them up and then give them cups of hot chocolate and be like, look, you're both going through things. You're going through puberty. That's a whole thing. You're going through some drama. That's a whole thing. Yep. But you both deserve this cocoa and you both deserve this blanket. <laughs> well, I will protect you. I'm your mom now. <laughs> I know you already got a mom. I'm your other mom. You're dating your mom. <laughs> Wesley needs as many parents it's as he can get. <laughs> it takes a ship to raise a boy. It does. It does. It does Especially actually. a genius boy who, you know, can do he could be an evil genius at the drop of a hat so let's True. let's keep him grounded you, you, yeah if he got raised by kirk he'd be a con oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah in the middle yeah. of the season yeah. yeah yeah or if like bones was his dad and kirk was his other dad no oh, that would not shit. work Oof. well that doesn't mean bones is dead i guess <laughs> well we'll see you then bye, <laughs> bye. bye.